0: Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. I'm giving them to you to equip you with your armor and your weapons so you can fight the enemy. Because this is a fight. We're we're in the fight of our lives with him because he's always coming. He's going to keep coming back and keep coming back. And so you can't think that I defeated him one time and you're done. Hey sis welcome to the goodbye heartbreak hello purpose podcast the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing spiritual growth uncovering identity and behavior patterns and saying yes to the calling god placed in your life i'm your host candace Faddies, and i know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what god created you to do but i also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity if you're ready to have your broken heart mended grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further. You're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey, sis, we are back for part two of this episode where we are talking about the 10 scriptures I'm giving you so that you can combat the lies of the enemy when he's trying to tell you that God is not near to you in this season of heartbreak. So like I said before, it was a long episode and I felt the need to really break it up. So that's what we're gonna be digging in today. I still wanna go ahead and read a five-star written review to you guys, okay? We're gonna keep it going like we normally do. And you guys make sure that you are subscribed to the channel, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening from. And if you really liked the first episode, you're gonna love part two. And so make sure you hit the share button right now, share it with somebody that you know need the word and need to get these scriptures y'all. I know you know somebody who needs it. So I want every last one of you to share with at least one person right before we get started. All right, so let's go ahead and read this review. Uh, It's titled Great, and it's from Hello42648. And it reads, it's hard to hear slash see God in certain stages of life or when things don't go to plan. Nice to hear we are never alone and to hear other stories. Great listen to stop idolizing ideas and trust him. All ages can benefit from this podcast. Thank you so much for this five-star written review. And you know, that is what we are talking about just knowing that God is with us during this phase and stage of our lives and just finding the um, the encouragement and the strength to really just trust him during this time because the enemy is all up in our ears, right? That's his job. He's, he And he is on it. He gives a thousand percent with it. Okay. And he's all up on it. So I'm going to go ahead and just let you get started and listen to the rest of this episode from, um, that's a continuation from last week. Uh, You got six scriptures, I believe, last week, so you'll get the remaining four this week and you get to hear me kind of go off on the enemy at the end because he does just really get on my last nerve, y'all. All right, let's dig in. Let's get it. All right, next. Okay, I have two scriptures for the next part. And it says, uh, "When you, th- this is for when you think God doesn't care about you. So the other one was about when you think um, heart- your heartbreak is just something trivial to God. This one is when you think he just doesn't care at all. We're going back to Romans. I told y'all that's such a rich chapter. And we're going to read one of my favorite verses. And I want to read this in the Amplified Version, Romans 8, 28. And you hear me, you, you've heard me say this probably almost every podcast I bring up this scripture because it's one of my favorites and it it just encompasses so much for me. It does. And it says, amplified version. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. So sis, again, if you are, have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you love God. That is your expression of love to him, um, that you have accepted his gift of salvation. And so you're called according to his purpose and plan. So with that being said, he's working everything together for your good. It's, uh, I like the Amplified version because it says... It says, we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us, he's not just concerned, he's deeply concerned about us. So this heartbreak, this hard season, this season that just seems so dark and unbearable, he is deeply concerned. He's deeply concerned. Again, the, the previous scripture, he's concerned about the things that we are concerned about. He will perfect that which concerns you. So he's deeply concerned and he's going to cause this particular thing to work together for your good. Yes, it hurts right now and it's fine. It, you know It's fine to feel that. It's not a sin to be sad. It's not a sin to be angry. It's not a sin Be hurt, you are experiencing a hurtful situation, so but know that it's not here, it's not. I like to say this a lot it's not something that happened to you, it's something that happened for you. This heartbreak, you have to see it like that. It's it happened for me because God is going to use it for my good. How is this going to help me? How is this going to grow me? How is this going to, you know, perfect me so that I may be able to walk? and the purpose and calling that God has for my life. So that is, um, I love that scripture so very much. It's one of my favorites. I love the amplified version of it because I love a little extra. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just love that that because it's God who is deeply concerned. I love that he said that, you know, deeply concerned. So let that, when you feel like God is not, um, does not care about you, read that and also read. First Peter five and seven, and this one, and it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. uh, Some versions may say, cast all your cares on him. This one says, cast all, um, all your anxiety on him. But the thing is, whatever you're struggling with, whatever is worrying you, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever is causing you to cry, whatever is causing you to experience negative emotions. Cast those things on him. So, obviously, we're talking about heartbreak. Cast it on him. How do we do that? Through surrendering. We surrender it to him. Now, surrendering doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt anymore in the moment, but little by little, as you surrender it to him, you're looking for healing. You know, there's a void there. God comes in and he fills the void of your broken heart, he mends your broken heart. He gives you joy for your sorrow. He gives you peace for these cares and anxiety that you have. You know, he gives you patience to walk through this and grow through it. He gives you wisdom to learn from it. So cast it on him. Like, God, I can't handle this. The burden is too heavy. I'm casting this care on you because you care for me. You said that you care for me. You love me. So when you feel like he doesn't care, no, his word, Says it right here, 1 Peter 5 7, because he cares for you. You can cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So don't let the enemy be like, he don't care nothing about you. Look at you carrying all these burdens. Look at you uh, going through this by yourself. He doesn't care for you. He's not with you. And be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to cast these cares on him. I know he's right here with me. So I'm casting these cares on him because he cares for me. I know he loves me. He's my father. He loves me. So I'm casting these cares on him. All right. Next, when you feel like God doesn't love you, you're going to go to the infamous John 3.16. I may have talked about this in another episode because, you know, I've said before and I'll say it again. We read this this particular scripture. is everywhere. It's everywhere. You see it on billboards. You hear it on TV, on just regular secular shows you'll hear it people have adapted it to say other things which is crazy to me but you see it on bumper stickers you see it everywhere that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life I just said it from memory hold on make sure I read that right I uh, said it right and I'm reading it in IV for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Y'all, he gave, again, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. He gave up his son. I could not imagine it. I'm not giving up Sir Anthony. That's my son. I'm not giving him up for the sins of this world. I'm not giving him up to save somebody else. I love my son. I love my son. So, no, you can't have him. But he... Our father loves us so much. I can't even imagine what that kind of love is. He loves us so much that he gave up his only son so that we could have eternal life. If we choose to believe in him, that's the crazy part, right? Because he's giving him up, but so many choose not to believe in him. But if you so choose, you have this choice. It's like, wait, what? So you giving him up for the possibility of me? doing the right thing, the possibility of me believing in him and accepting him as my Lord and Savior, that you given wow. Wow. When you start to look at it like that, you be like, Man, yeah, he loved me. <laughs> yeah, he loved me. Um, so when the enemy's like, you know, God, you are so alone in this. God don't care nothing about you. He don't love you. Be like swole up, swole up. Uh he so loved me. He loved me so much that he gave his only sign. What you did for me? What have you done for me besides being in my ear, trying to keep me down, trying to keep me in this place? Because sometimes you got to go there with the enemy and tell him about stuff. All you're trying to do is keep me down. All you're trying to do is keep me in this heartbroken place. You don't have nothing good to say to me. All you're trying to tell me is how the Lord don't love me, how he not with me. But I know he's here. I know he is. So go sit down somewhere. Yeah, you got to tell him that. You got to be like real candid with him sometimes because <sighs> again, he can be relentless, but as you resist him, he shall flee from you. So that is what this word is for. That's what all these scriptures are for there. I don't mm. Don't make me lie, because I don't remember the scripture. But it says, "Resist the devil, and he will flee from you." It says, "Be so, so uh, be be alert, because your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom you made whom he may devour." I think that all goes together. And then it says, "But resist, you know, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you." I think that is all the same scripture. I could be meshing some things together, but you know, he really is seeking to devour you if you let him. You don't have to let him. And that's why it says if you resist the devil, that he'll flee from you. And so how do you resist him? With the word of God. Even Jesus had to resist him. Jesus had to. um, Jesus fasted in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And the enemy came to him. The devil came to him um, with his lies and tried to get him to serve him and uh, turn his back on his father. And the only way that Jesus could (laughs) resist him in that moment, because he was weak, he was hungry, he was, you know, and some of what the devil said sounded good, probably. Uh, But what he did was he stood on the word of God. He stood on the word. And that is how he resisted the devil. And then the devil left him alone after that, you know, in that moment, of course, we came back with, with things later, but it the moment, every moment it's, you know, the devil won't stop coming. He, you got to learn to resist him every time he comes, every time. And that's why you have to have the word of God that, you know, it talks about the, the armor of God and y'all, I'm going off on all these tangents every time, but I'm sorry, but it's okay. Um, it all goes together. But I just want to tell you how, how you use these scriptures. I'm not just giving you these scriptures to memorize for no reason. I'm giving them to you to equip you with your armor and your weapons so you can fight the enemy because this is a fight. We're, we're in the fight of our lives with him because he's always coming. He's going to keep coming back and keep coming back. And so you can't think that I defeated him one time and you're done because He would love you to think that because he goes away for a little while and life seems great for a while, but then he comes back and he's going to try to test you again. He's going to try to lure you away again. And so you have to have the word of God as your weapon to fight him and be like, I will chop your head off if you come over here. Seriously, like you got to, I'm telling you. God is showing me in this season, you have to go there with him. I am going to chop your head off with this sword, which is the word. If you don't go somewhere, we ain't playing in this season. We're not playing. All right. So the last point, the last law that I have here, he has so many of them. Y'all, we could talk about this all day long. um, But I wanted to really focus on when you feel like God is not near to you um, during the season. So, uh... This last one is for when you feel like God is punishing you. This is a tough one because we all know that we have messed up in life. And sometimes it's like, man, is God punishing me for what I did years ago, um, a decade ago? Is God punishing me because of what I did in this past relationship or, you know, whatever it is? Is he punishing me because I did wrong? And so I want you to know. Let's, well, let's turn to the scripture. Let's go. we go on to Hebrews next. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, 5 through 6. Let's read it. And it says, hold on. I'm in the NIV version still. And it says, let's see. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that, in, that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, "My son, do, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. And I think that comes from Proverbs. Um, he's pulling that, He he's speaking a word, Proverbs uh, 3, 11, I think, 3, 11. Anyway, so he's repeating what, what was re- what was said in Proverbs. And, and so it says that God uh, disciplines the ones that he loves. And so there's a difference between discipline, and punishment. God is not, he's not angry at us. He, God hates sin, but he does not hate us. He does not withdraw his love. It's not, it's, you know, and, and I don't know, everybody doesn't have kids, but, you know, if you have kids, then you know, like your kids can't really do anything to make you stop loving them. You can be mad at them for a little bit and you can, um, you know, you can hate the thing that they did, but you will never hate them. You will always love them, but you are the parent and it's your job to correct and discipline them to make them better. And so God does the same thing. He does not punish us. It's not, oh, you did this. You know what? You don't deserve it. You're not getting this. You're not, you know what? I'm taking this away from you. Your your destiny will never be fulfilled because, you know, all of these things, he's not punishing us. He disciplines us because he loves us. He disciplines us not out of anger, but out of love. Again, he gave his only son because he loves us. And because he loves us this much, he's not going to sit by and continue to watch us sin and go um, down the wrong road and wrong path for our lives. No, he loves us enough. He loves us enough to discipline us so that we can turn the, into the right direction and turn and take the right path for our lives so that we can fulfill the purpose and calling that he has placed on our lives. So when you, when you feel like he's, oh God is punishing me. No, no, sweetie. He's not. He's disciplining you. And again, difference because discipline calls for correction. Punishment is just done out of anger and wrath, but discipline is done out of love love. And the, and the desire, the desire to see us thrive and grow and heal. He wants you to heal. So you know what? You Maybe it was, some of us have experienced heartbreak several times throughout life. And he wants to heal you from that heartbreak. But he can't do that while you're in this toxic and dis- dysfunctional relationship. He wants your heart to be whole, mended, made a, made new. So he's going to remove this distraction Remove this toxicity, remove all the things that is hindering you from growing and thriving and healing. Well, not because he's punishing you because oh, he's just taking away something that I want, that I love, that I desire so much. I can't believe it. No, because I want what's best for you. I'm trying to correct this behavior. You know, you always make these choices. I'm trying to help you to renew your mind so that you can make better choices so that, you know, you can grow in wisdom and know the right thing to do. He wants us to live holy and righteous, and he wants us to live these ways because that's how we access his promises and the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. Always remember that, that Jesus said he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So know that there's no good thing that God's trying to withhold from you. He and I, I don't know what scripture that, uh, the Bible does say that though, that there's no good thing that he withholds from those who love him, like whom he loves. And so know that he's not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to punish you. He's trying to correct you. He's trying to make it that you have peace and joy and love and all the things that you need and that you will have the desires of your heart but you can't have them in the in the things that you're currently doing or the road that you're walking down the the road (laughs) oh gosh lord what does it say something about a road may seem a way may seem right to a man but in the end it leads to death and you know, you walk in and what you want to walk in, what you think you can see with your very limited perspective and vantage point. But God's vantage point and perspective is perfect. He sees everything, He's Alpha and Omega. He knows everything from beginning to end. So we have to trust when we feel like He's punishing us, we have to trust that He's not, trust that He's disciplining, and trust that He has a better purpose. And better plan for our lives. So tell the enemy to go sit down once again to get away from you when he comes with that lie that he doesn't care about you. He look at you, he, look at him, he's punishing you just because you, you know, did this. I mean, the world, everybody else is doing it. So why can't you do it? So every, you know, this person seems to have a perfect relationship or perfect marriage or, you know, whatever, and they doing X, Y, and Z. So why is he punishing you for that? Can you hear that? Like, can you hear that type of language and talk in your mind? you know, and you're like, wait a minute, you might be saying, as I say that, I've heard that. I've said that to myself. God is the enemy. He's talking to you. He's whispering in your ear, trying to get you to think that God doesn't love you, that God's not with you and that he's punishing you. No, tell the enemy, God is helping me. He's helping to correct the wrong things in my life so that I can be better. Ooh, Lord. (laughs) Since this this episode was a lot, Um, going through those scriptures, it's a lot, and it gets me riled up because the enemy makes me sick. I'm gonna say he gets on my last nerve because he's always doing it. He's always doing like, do you ever have like that sibling that you like when y'all were kids? You're like always getting on my nerves, dang. But. It, that's, and that's how I be looking at him. Like you just have this person that you maybe, maybe on your job you have this person that just annoys you so much that you like just look at them and be like, really eyes, like, why do you always have to do this? But you, you, but you have to work with them, right? And you, that's how I look at the end and be like, oh, here you come again. Oh Lord Jesus, here you come again on my last nerve. But I got something for you. <laughs> that's what you. Ask, but I got something for you. And so I hope. You put these scriptures in your arsenal and you have to train with these scriptures. You know, I've been reading about the armor of God lately. I've been on that. That's what I've been studying. And you have to train with these weapons. Your The scripture is, um, and when it comes to the armor of God, the word is, it says, is the sword. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And so you if you really going to fight, I mean, they talk about the armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes that are um, shotted with the gospel of peace. And then it talks about the shield of faith. But you all of these things are to protect you from what the enemy throws at you. But the only way to fight him to actually go on the offense, because everything else has you on the defense. You need everything else, but it has you on the defense. It's when he's come striking at you, you hold up these things you have on your armor so that when he makes a blow, that the weapon that forms will not prosper. But the sword is what you use to kill him, to chop his head off, to hurt him, the, the armor won't hurt him. It keeps him from hurting you. The sword is how you hurt him. It's how you defeat him. So your word, you need it. That's your sword. So when he comes, you pick up that sword and be like, uh, "If I, you know what? I ain't have time to put on my breastplate of righteousness yet. I might be fighting you a little naked right now, but I'm going to pick up my shield of faith and I'm going to pick up my sword because these things, I could just I, I could just pick them up right quick with my hands. And I, I don't have to worry about putting that helmet on my head and that, you know all these things. I mean, that's how you become fully protected. But in the case of an emergency that he comes at you and you're not ready with all your armor, go ahead, pick up. That shield of faith to block him with and that sword of the spirit, which is the word to start slicing and dicing Says, slice him and dice him with that word. He can't stand against it. He cannot. You resist him and he's got to flee. He's got to flee. You got to fight him in the spirit, sis. I know what you see, with your eyes don't look good. I know what you feel and your emotions don't feel good. But get in the spirit with him. Be like, you know what? You behind the curtains? I'm coming where you at. I'm going to meet you in the heavenlies. We're going to do this thing. You want to battle with me? Let's go. And you pick up your spirit. You get ready and you battle him in the spirit. And I promise you, you're going to see evidence of your victory here on this earth in your life promise. And it's not a promise from me. It's from God. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I'm in my feelings right now because I have some things that I'm walking through and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm fighting with the devil right now because he's not going to win. He's not winning. He don't have the victory. Jesus came, he defeated him. And so I I have overwhelming victory in Jesus name. So I could talk to y'all all all day about this, but we got to go. Um, so I have a homework assignment. (laughs) And uh, your homework is for you to choose the scriptures out of all. I gave you 10 of them today. Choose the ones that you need. Maybe you need all 10. Cool. Use all 10. <clears throat> but whatever ones, maybe you just need one. Pick that one. Get, some, get a note card or get some note cards and write them out on the note cards. I want you to only put one scripture on each note card and you read them. Because the most important thing, right, you're going to have to memorize it. And you don't memorize scripture for the sake of memorizing scripture. You memorize scripture so that it is planted in your heart. So that when you are, when you need it, when you need to fight, that you're able to pull it out, pull the sword out the sheep. You are pulling that scripture out to fight with when you need it. And how does that happen? Because it's in your heart, the Holy Spirit, there's a... Um, scripture that talks about this, but he will bring it to your remembrance when you need it. So when you need to be uplifted, when you need to remember that God cares about you, when you need to remember that he loves you, when you need to remember that you're not alone in this, when you need to remember that you are not condemned, that God is not punishing you, that whatever it is, when you need to remember that, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance. He will remind you of what is in your heart, but it has to be there first. You have to have it planted. So put these scriptures on note cards and wherever you spend a lot of time, have them, have those note cards with you. I used to, um, during my season of heartbreak, I had, I had so many of them that I had to end up getting like this little manila, um, envelope and I put them in and I put them in my car and I have a, a, a nice little drive to work every day. So what I would do is, uh, I would have them with me, and I would set them in my lap. And at every red light, or if I got stuck in traffic somewhere, because I had to travel the interstate, if I get stuck in traffic, I pull out a card and I read it. And it got to the point that <laughs> I could be just driving freely, and I pull a, car, a, uh, a card out and I glance to see what what it is, and I knew what it was. And I just repeat, it, it It signals me to repeat that scripture because I knew it already. I didn't have to read it. I didn't have to, you know, get in an accident because I'm reading the, the card. I glance, I see what scripture that is. And I say it because it was in my, it's, it's in my memory now. And it went from my memory to my heart. And so now when I'm talking and I'm speaking and the enemy's coming at me <laughs> on every side, I'm fighting him because I got this word in me. I got it in me. So I want you to be the same way so you can be ready because he's always coming. When you when you finish here, when you are healed and whole for and you step out of this season of heartbreak, there's gonna be something else that comes. Maybe not immediately, but he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back with something else to hurt hurt you, to tempt you, to make you, again, try to believe that God doesn't love you, care about you. It may not be the same thing. It may not be heartbreak again. It may be something completely different, but he's going to come back at you and he's going to try you again. So these scriptures are so important to have in your in your heart, to have stored up. You train, like I said, train. That, that's how you train. You train, like I said, those scriptures on a note card as I was reading them, I was training. I was sparring, I was sparring so that when the enemy came, I was ready. I was ready. So it's like now as I'm walking through this season of my life, I'm ready for him. It's, it, doesn't make, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that, you know, um, everything is going to be made right overnight. It doesn't mean that the trouble won't come. What it means is it won't prosper. What it means is it's going to pass. What it means is it's just a season, but we're going to survive it. Why? Because we're not letting the devil kill us. We're not letting him harm us. We we ain't going to look like what we've been through. All right? Again, I'm trying to shut it down, y'all, but I feel like the Spirit is just speaking to me because he wants you to know how powerful you are with God. God has given us everything. He has equipped us with every single thing we need. Getting that word says, you, this season, I'm telling you, if you let it, it, it's going to be whatever you allow it to be. It can destroy your life. It can, if you let it, but it also can be the best thing that ever happened to you. It could be the best thing because you can grow from this exponentially. When I say I saw exponential growth, it wasn't an addition. It wasn't a a multiplication. It was the exponent, the little small number at the top that I saw. I saw exponential growth in my life. that's continuing to multiply, that's continuing to expound. Okay. So I love y'all so much. Get on that homework assignment, come to the Facebook group. Let me know what scriptures you choosing to stand on with this one. And man, I love y'all so much. And I can't wait to see y'all growing and thriving in this season. All right. Till next week. I love y'all. Bye sis. Hey sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself, do a quick share and bless someone else.